Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. Kenny, you were talking about, before we started recording, um, a story about Black Lives Matter and your daughter. Yeah, so my daughter, uh, she, she's um, she's 17 years old. She's about to graduate. And um, there's been a lot of, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, like she started getting involved in a lot of grassroots movements. She even started one herself called PDX Youth Movement here in Portland. And they're not connected to Black Lives Matter. But of course, whenever they do things, people from Black Lives Matter end up being there, whether it's uh, young people, um, college students, you know, what I mean, white people, you know, they all show up. So things have been going in now. The thing about it is in any group, there's going to be uh, arguing, debating. So she done left. She even left the group that she created. You know, so she's like, I'm done with this shit, you know. So when the article came out about Patrice Colors, I sent it to her. I was laying in the bed. It was like seven in the morning and she was in, she was getting ready for school online. I sent it to her. And so we was talking about it. And of course, we live in the same house. We could have probably been talking face to face, but I was in the bed. So I was texting and uh, it shows how, how far we've, we've gone as people. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, and we were talking about the article and I told her, I said, you have to be careful when you associate yourself with certain people because you're going to get drug into all of their drama. So, it's almost like Black Lives Matter as a term is like the NFL. So, you know, if me and Mario are in the NFL and somebody gets is beating a woman, they're going to start asking, man, why is all the NFL players beating women? So it's like the same thing with Black Lives Matter. If you get drug into all their drama and you don't even have anything to do with them, you're not associated with them. First of all, you're going to get drug in because you're black. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people think all black people know all black people. Oh, wait. And then secondly, real, real quick. Uh-huh. Oh, I was going to say, people don't know what you're talking about, I realized, because uh, we mentioned it before the recording. You should probably mention what the oh, drama is. So, yeah. we're, so we're talking about the Patrice Cullors article that came out, I believe it was in the New York Daily News. And they were talking about how she has bought four different properties, two in South Central Los Angeles, one in uh, Georgia, in the suburb of Atlanta. And the fourth one, it was in the, in the Caribbean or somewhere, right? Um, she was oh, looking man. at one in the Bahamas. She was looking at one in the Bahamas. Um, that was going to be the fifth one, but there was one that was in oh, the, the fifth one. one. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know there was. She was looking at a fifth one in the Bahamas, but there was one <laughs> in California that apparently has like I heard different stories of between one to eleven percent black people, and it's oh yeah, so, and it's so rich. It was in Inglewood. It was so in Inglewood. Topanga Canyon is like one percent black. Okay, yeah. but this no, 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 no. In it was too? in Topanga Canyon by Beverly Hills. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah Topanga Canyon, and apparently this thing was so big that there's a communal airstrip that all the properties. Uh, border that small planes. There's actual runway, a communal runway that small planes can land and take off from. Oh damn! So, and see, this is the let thing. us find and, out and she didn't bought thing. a private plane or something too. It, right, <laughs> and and this is the thing. I don't have a my only beef because I don't trip on people that's getting money. You guys know me. I'm like, hey, if you can get to a bag, you better get to it, especially yeah. as a black person. Um, but this is the problem. When you bounce all your ideas based on socialism, Marxism, and all these other isms that you've been portraying, and what I was telling my daughter was, these people send you guys out into the street with a narrative. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they done ran off with the bag and doing something different. Right. And and, and so they're convincing you, you don't need money and you need to, they need to redistribute the wealth and all this shit. But they, yeah, they restrip, distributed it all right, right to their pockets. Right. But let me, let me uh, piggyback off of what you just said, though, because you're right. Pocket watching and all that is not my thing, but there's just something inherently sleazy about the method that people go to get their money. So, right. So when you start out as a community activist and doing things on the ground level for the people and this, that and the other, and then you build up and then all of a sudden you balling out of control while other people that you claim that you're serving are still suffering. Yeah, right? people look at exactly, you. you know what I'm saying? People gonna look at you. Suspiciously, we've been doing that with pastors in the black church for years. We've been doing that with other people for years. So that's the thing. Now, if it were inverted and she started out writing a book like uh, what's 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 my my guy's name? I'm I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, 
Uh, he, he was doing comic books and stuff now. What's his name? Ta-Nehisi Coates. Ta-Nehisi Coates, right? If it started oh, out converted like him, he started out, from what I understand, writing books, getting money, and then everything else just kind of trickled down into, uh, you know, social work and all that kind of stuff. Right. And that's a different right. situation. He started out writing but books. In, in was, he, well, was he even doing social justice? Work? I don't I believe he was, so. No, he just... He was, was just writing. Just he writing, was just, yeah. just writing and, staying up now, and talking on panels and shit. Right. The problem so with different. this is the, the, the response. What you just said, Mario, we've always been getting on pastors' asses for mm-hmm. years. We've been saying this. Right. And you know what's crazy? The response that I've heard from church folks mm-hmm. and is the same response that I heard from their fans. Oh, there you, you guys go. saying after activists shouldn't get paid? There you oh, go. Yeah. They said the same thing about pastors. I seen a dude yesterday. Yes, indeed. I seen a dude yesterday write, Y'all love black folks until they get some money. And it's just like, exactly. bro, you 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 missing the forest for the trees, homie. That's not right. that's not the situation. But it is what it is, man. We're gonna keep on their ass. We have to. Because we can't allow yeah, because the, I'm gonna have because what, what, oh, I was gonna say because what'll end up happening is if we don't check these people, they'll sell us all out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they'll sell us out but for anything. They already, they already have. Yeah, they, yeah. they have the radicalized and demobilized so many movements already. Yeah. It's not like they're gonna sell us out. They have sold us out. And that's what that house those houses are. That's their payment. Like and it's not yeah. like the people in these communities are not still around to talk about this stuff. They're still there. Right, right. <laughs> you right. Know what so I'm this is okay. About so, eight so people this in counting is... have died in Ferguson. Oh, I'm sorry, Beta, I hear you talking. Go ahead. Well I was just gonna say this is the thing though. Like and this is how they're trying to shape it. They're saying that, well, this is her money from work outside of the organization itself. But my problem even with that statement is a couple of things. Um, One, the property, for example, you're buying property in places like Topanga Canyon, and we're out here fighting gentrification gentrification in South Central. You know what I mean? You you spending $1.4 million out there, and you got houses in Lamarck Park where you can get, you know, a house, maybe not as big, but it's still Mm -hmm. in a black community. And you're visible in the community. And you're visible in the community. And as Mm. for someone who I know was once visible in the community, this just seems real Hollywood. Because that's where you move when you get a little, you know, that's that's honestly where rappers move when they get a little bit of money. That's like where Mm Schoolboy Q and and stuff live, right? Right. So, so you don't mean, we might not be Calabasas rich, but, you know, you can get you a nice spot over at Topanga Canyon. You you you're far enough to get away from Negroes. Um, exactly. So that was that's that's one thing. The other thing is wow. all the work that she got was because of that movement. Thank exactly. you. All the public speaking gigs she got, all Thank the panel discussions. You know what's interesting? There was a panel discussion she was supposed to speak on. Um, she wasn't able to make it. They so they asked me to take her place. Was it and in I'm, LA? I'm, it was in LA. It was at the uh, California African American Museum through the Smithsonian. Okay. And so, um, I so I ended up being the one to speak on the panel, and they paid me to be on that panel, which I didn't mm-hmm. even know they were going to do. Right. Right. And I, when, they, when they told me how much I was getting paid, I knew I was getting significantly less than what she was. Right. I knew it because she had a name. Mm-hmm. She had a name at the time. You know what I mean? Especially right. at the beginning of that movement. This is maybe a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So she's making money off of that. She can charge more money for public speaking gigs. Now, I have not, there's nothing wrong to me in making money doing speaking gigs. But if you're going to tout yourself as being an activist and a Marxist and you're all about the people, then your life has to reflect that. Then I, it should be like, okay, you maybe you're getting these white folks money to go, you know, they pay you $10,000 to talk to them. And then that money, you invest it right back into your community. That right. doesn't look like that when you buy all these properties all over the place and many of them are not black neighborhoods and that's and that's why when it when it really boils down to it niggas from the hood always do right by the hood and i'm talking about nipsey hustle you know what i'm saying yes, when you got yes, somebody yes. like nipsey they do right by the hood patrice colors and all these other people i don't know where the fuck they came from honestly and, and, and the same the thing with ferguson the athletes that come from the hood for the most part, they, they, do might, right by they the might get up out of there. Yeah, right? but, but Baron Davis, Paul Pierce, Russell Westbrook, all of them are from L.A. Right. Paul George, he's from Palmdale, but he's from L.A. They all do right Wiley. by the hood. Even Marcellus Wiley with his buck dancing self. He yeah. do right by the hood. That's true. That's fact. Willie That's McGinnis. Fact. He do right yeah. by the Willie McGinnis is from South Central. He 
you do and, right and by they're the, not touting themselves as activists either they no, only right. they talk oh, about a, is investing a, in the community that's a they don't great talk about mm-hmm. you know what i mean they don't tout themselves as activists they know they have a name and a platform and they might use it to say something yeah but they've never touted themselves as marxists they never touted themselves as activists they're not leading marches they're not uh holding protests outside the, uh, the county building you know like they're not doing any of those things and that's right. the that's the most important thing that caught my eye is that because I know their politics. So when your politics is not reflecting the way you live in, well, you ain't no different than the rest of these religious, you know, because it's turned into a religion. Black Lives Matter is a religion now. Yeah, yeah it is. Sure. Yeah. And and I want to add something else, too. Right. Let's say let's say that we're going to take their play devil's advocate and take their bullshit excuse at its face. Like uh, activists shouldn't be have to be poor or take a vow of poverty to, uh, you know, do activism. And let's even take it further, their argument, and and accept more of their argument and say um, that the only choices are being uh, homeless or have four houses. Because that's what people are saying. They're acting like... uh, (laughs) Right. Okay, let's... What makes her... And this is the thing. I don't even think... What makes her, out of all the activists, the one that deserves the four houses? Like, even if I believe that uh, people should be making four houses off of activism, I keep asking people who are saying that, okay, give me the tangible results that she has done that this is... That is four houses worth, uh, um, reward worthy. And sure. all the stuff like, uh, well, she raised awareness. Like people weren't aware people were dying in the street. street. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I mean, damn, NWA raised awareness 35 years ago. Yeah. Right. Come on, get out of here. The camera and, and Twitter aren't raising awareness. Like people didn't know. I, I think that's the other thing that people, I don't think anyone will be as upset about, um, you know, an activist having property if it looked like they were at least investing in the the wealth of other people it doesn't mm-hmm. look like that it doesn't you don't have we don't have people in the hood who are like yeah but she bought me a house and she no. made sure that you know after my after my son was killed he was the only breadwinner and she made sure our family was straight like if we had those kind of stories after stories after stories i don't even think people would be as upset about the, well, the but house, see the, the thing about it is the people that you hear those stories from nobody knows who they are for example uh, former NFL player Warwick Dunn, he's from New Orleans, and his mother was a cop. She got killed in the line of duty, right? right? Mm-hmm. Warwick Dunn has been retired, I don't know how long, he's been retired for a while. But since he's been in the NFL starting in like 96, he would build a house and give it to a family. Yeah. So quarterback Deshaun and This Watson, is back when, when people, they weren't making anywhere near the kind of no. money that they making now. In the he was building houses and giving them to families. He built Deshaun Watson's yeah. mama house and gave it to her. Deshaun Watson's in the NFL now. So he was wow. a per- he was a person that benefited from that. But these people ain't doing it for clout. This is the this is the problem. They've they've created this movement to be such a a, a divisive movement because they based it. Now we know they scrubbed their website of all the bullshit they had on there. Mm-hmm. But the it's but the 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 this precedent's already been set. So you've based it on gender politics. You've based it on the deaths of black people. And I say black people because men, women and children have been killed mm-hmm. and from Tamir Rice to Sandra Bland. They all was out there politicking on, on the names of these people. But their people have not benefited. Right. So I say that to flip around with Ward Dunn, who he didn't get any benefit from helping people on building houses. He did it because it was something that it was on his heart and it was he felt like it was the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? These people don't see anything that's the right thing to do unless it benefits them. That's the only time they do anything. And, and you know something else too? Like if let's say someone like Malcolm X, that guy did uh, mobilization and organizing on an international level and wrote books and gave speeches that are still explaining the world today. Like he made these speeches like in the 60s and yeah. people are still using them to understand what the world they live in now is like and um ida b wells like um changed the whole narrative on lynching for like generations like w.e.b du bois no matter what you think about um what his politics were like he wrote things like black reconstruction and histories of things that if we didn't have and we'd only be struck stuck with the white 
um, version. Oh, absolutely. Of, yeah. Of, Regardless of how you feel about Webb Du Bois, the, yeah. the knowledge that he had and the information that he put on paper is still being used to this day because nobody, this is the thing. Yeah. When it's the first time something's being done, that's very important. Mm-hmm. Nobody was talking like that when he did it. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. The type of black sociology he was doing, what Harriet Tubman did. And I can guarantee you, if any of them got enriched to the tune of four houses, nobody would complain. Because they actually produce generations worth of value. We have people that are pop icon culture figures like Muhammad Ali who lost his boxing license for four years and was literally damn near homeless and was still going around saying the same shit he was saying in 1960. Mm -hmm. He didn't start back. He didn't get back in the ring till 71. Damn. They took his license in like 66, 64. Or no, 67. He didn't get back into the ring until 71. He did not stop the narrative. Now you look at how we hold up Muhammad Ali, who's a boxer, no formal education, but the stuff that he was saying still rings true to this day. And he oh, did yeah. it for the benefit, not for his benefit. He did it for the benefit of the people. These people are not going to do anything if it does not benefit them. But, but not just that, none of this stuff has staying power. Like She had a memoir. No. No one talks about her memoir now. She has No, nobody knows who she is. Nobody it's cares. Just, it's just content. Like her, her books are just long-form tweets. Her books are just like... Um, 300 page tweets, basically. These content. I'm, I'm going I'm to use this term that T, T coined it, and I use it a lot now. These people are victim bullies. Mm-hmm. They victim bully white folks. Okay, they break, victim down bully. That, break down that, uh, yeah. that term. Oh my God, that's so funny. You no, said T, that, T, I'm going to let T break it down because he created it. Yeah, I would say like these people, uh, they, they weaponize the one down position. So they kind of use, I call it the equivalent of walking in backwards and saying you're leaving. You're acting like you're um, in the victim position, but you're using the victim position to like um, bully. And it almost creates like a co- kind of cognitive dissonance. You really see it on Clubhouse. You'll see some of these cash activists go into a room full of white people and then just start accusing them of anti-blackness and ha- talk about how oppressed they are. Then be like, uh, you need to cash app us, you know? And the white people will be like kind of like stuttering and stammering and stuff. And they compete for the most oppressed um, status so that they can proceed to like bully from the one down um, position and it's like mm. acting like they're getting beat up it's like um, you know it's, it's very a mind fuck to people it, it would almost be like somebody's um, hitting your your fist with their face and saying stop stop hitting me you know what I mean like mm. uh, and I'm gonna sue and, and meanwhile like they're coming after your 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 fist with their face and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that but yeah but, like, but, what were you gonna say vita yeah. you have something that you wanted to yeah because i was just thinking in defense of patrice what the, a lot of the statements have been and i think she even said it in her interview it was somehow shifted to um this an attack on women of color right mm-hmm. turn into this like you know whenever women of color start an organization or start doing some work then you know white supremacists come to tear us down so it becomes mm-hmm. this like uh thing where it's like oh no i'm the victim here I exactly bought houses and here but yeah i bought these four different properties in these different areas and i make all this money even though i'm supposed to be an activist but don't you see i'm the victim here these are white mm-hmm. sports attacking me that's how and- they shift it that's this exactly the how they shifted. But the thing that makes me mad about that is, yes, you're right. There are definitely white supremacists who are after, you know, who are active and out there. And that's that's part of what this whole um, expose has been. But that doesn't change the fact that you have people who have been calling you out former BLM organizations who have called you out openly. That doesn't change the fact that there are a lot of legitimate black people who have questions, regardless of whether or not it was white supremacists that exposed it. There are black people who are asking you what the fuck is going on. You have people whose families were killed by police whose family members were killed by police who were like, yo, where the fuck is the money? You used our name. You held up my son's name. You put up these signs. Where is the money? Where is that going? My yeah. family ain't got a dime. We but up what here trying to, like, to pay the rent. But this is starting to look like four houses. They're starting okay. to look exactly what was on their on their website. Mm-hmm. We're going to use you and we're going to take the money. And yeah, yeah, it was some black men that died, but fuck them. Oh. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I know Mike Brown died, but fuck him. Yeah, I know um, Amadou Diallo died. Fuck him. We're you know suffering. And, and, yeah. What about me? What about My me? Persecution. Yeah, if you accuse me, I'm going to bully you into another narrative. Because that's what she did. Yep. She yep. went to start talking about some shit that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Also, so I don't. 
I don't know who exposed the idea of, you know, but I do know this. I do know that Mike Brown's dad been on their ass for the last few months before this article even came out. Mike Brown dad been on their ass. So mm-hmm. you can't just say, oh, the white supremacist. Ah, nigga, not this time. Your ass is caught. And it looks like we're going to get Mike Brown's dad on. So that's going to be uh, good. Word? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> knock on wood, but it, it looks like it's it's working. It's working out. Uh, so, okay. yeah, that'll, that'll be good. But, you know, there's two things that she could really do outside of bringing up uh, y'all just hate on black women and queer folk and also I get death threats like everyone gets fucking death threats I hate to say yeah, it, but right. unfortunately that's the lingua franca of the internet is death threats mm-hmm. like, like people yeah. the guy who played Finn in Star Wars got death threats because <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rappers get death threats every day here's yeah. the quotes she said in the interview where she was defending herself she said what's happening to me is not so loving but I'm not the only one this is happening to she said we've seen so many women of color be at the mercy of our movements that we build and also the right wing. Where do women of color get to go when we make honest mistakes? We need often more help and we are not getting it. But also, no. What is the honest mistake that she's copying to? Poor baby. She admitted she made a mistake, and if so, what did it? What is it? But she won't ever say that. Spending, spending ten million dollars. I'm, I'm such so a hundred. I'm going go. I'm, I'm so, flying out to my home in the in the in the Caribbean. Oh. God, I'm I not. Get out of here. Um, she says, I'm not a person interested in being all praise or all praise Patrice or all praise BLM. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in, in evolving and growing. And the only way we do that is through conflict that's generative, not conflict that further harms or makes it dangerous for people to live in their own homes. That's <laughs> such a deflection from the conversation. Yeah, it's sure the fuck is. That's a bunch of bullshit. That's a deflection. Hey, yeah. I'm tired, y'all. I'm going out on my deck over Overlooking the valley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly oh, what she's mm-hmm. saying. And what I was saying about the two things she could do instead of bringing up that stuff, she could a show the value that she brought. Because if she could show like a real value, a lasting generational value or tangibles, like she said, hey, I got th- this amount of homeless black families off the street. I got these laws passed. A lot of that would fade away. That's number one. Number two, you wouldn't have to um, say. I got it from my personal um, money, not from the not from the organization money. Um, first off, like like um, Vita said, that's a bad excuse anyway because your personal money was gotten off the back of Black Death anyway. But um, you wouldn't even have to bring that up if you could show where the organization money went. Like if if I can right. show that the organization money went to X, Y, and Z, then I would show there's nothing left over for me to spend on houses. So th- those are the two right. things you could do. Show the value that you have brought that makes people okay with you getting this level of payment. And two, show where the organization money went. People wouldn't be able to speculate that the organization money right. was houses if you were no. transparent about it. And the last thing I'll say is the last thing I'll say. She could also, in addition to um, all this, the right wing stuff. The right wing, and it's the New York Post that uh, printed this stuff and all these right wing people, they wouldn't be the ones saying this if the liberal and mainstream coverage of you wasn't by just a bunch of uh, black blue checks like you who just basically write PR pieces for you. Like you've put it in the position, you and your you know, cronies, it, it's funny you said that position where there's no one but the right wing who's going to. Uh, it's, it's funny you said that, T, because this is what when we've talked about this, I don't know how many times when you section yourself off away from from a majority of black folks. Good luck. That's what they did. Yep. What they did. And we can go all the way back to when they created the, the, the website, all the shit that was in the website. You pretty much put yourself in a box and said, these black people, that black person, these black people, we don't fuck them. We don't need them. We got you know, it. it is, okay. it's a couple, Hold I think up. that's facts, uh, Kenny. Also, I think, and this kind of goes back to T's point, you know, if there was something tangible, we could say that that has come out of BLM or even out of the work Patrice Colors has done, I think the conversation would be way different. Um, she's saying she got her money from being a professor, from ha- being a TV producer. Um, she had two book... T- Two book deals, a New York Times, one of them was a New York Times bestseller, and that's where all her money comes from. And all that, you know, honestly, that wouldn't bother me as much. But it's the fact that you 
how there's nothing tangible we can say that you've done. And there's nothing that we can say that um, we can point to and be like, okay, this is definitely the result of, of hard work. This is definitely the result of being an activist. What she's saying is that she's make, she used those, uh, used that work of BLM to elevate herself and push her shit. Yeah, it might be all her own money. She might be telling all the truth about that. But you're using, so, but you've used the work to elevate yourself, yeah. not elevate others. And that's what that to me is where um, the big problem is. The other thing I wanted to add is once something becomes corporate, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. When they started getting funding, because it's like, I think I've said this before, uh, white supremacy is not going to fund the movement to get rid of itself. No. So why did all these white supremacist organizations, companies, corporations, you know, the way that, you know, the one I'm talking, the ones I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know, all these big networks and all this stuff was donating all this money to BLM. Or using their, you know, pushing their movement and all this stuff. How? Why? Why is why is Hulu give a fuck? Why does right. Netflix give a fuck? Right? right. Why does right. Yelp? 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 The fucking food site had a whole section for black-owned businesses, which is fine. Yeah. I'm, I, I like it, but that doesn't. Yeah. But that shows me if once something becomes corporate like that, it's not. It's not sincere. And it's what's no, the opposite? What's the opposite of when it's not corporate? The Black Panther Party. What happened to them? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you now you have this elevation, this corporate elevation. You got deals with banks. We see in Tamika Mallory on Cadillac commercials. Man. Right. So when we see things like that, we have to ask ourselves, how do we get there? How do we get to the point where you have corporate sponsorship? The same people you're fighting against are funding your movement. Yeah. How does that make sense? Nike the same is companies involved. that fund the police academy, the same uh, political parties that put together laws to lock your black ass up, you supporting them. Like all this other fuck shit. That lets me know that there's other shit going on. This isn't about a grassroots movement or for black lives. This is about making money off of and branding. That's all this yeah. is now. Yep. It's not a real yep. movement anymore. I want to go back to yep. something Kenny said. Um, Kenny, you were giving a story about your. Um, daughter and like a list of things and then i interrupted you to uh ask you to tell the audience what you were talking about because i just oh, realized yeah. that we forgot to um give the background that we were talking about four houses and then i feel like that kind of derailed your story because you were on number two number one was um how you end up guilty by association and then you were yeah you're gonna you're two. gonna end up being guilty by association for the simple fact that you black anyway number two you're gonna feel like you got took that's how you're going to feel. You're going to feel that way because you're going to see exactly what we're seeing. What's going to happen is I told her this because she's about to go to college next year. I said, when you get on that college campus, there's going to be all kind of activism because that's where all activism starts is on college mm-hmm. campuses. But you also going to see when people leave what they're doing. So you got to you got to make a choice. Do you want to make this a part of who you are or do you want to make this as just something you're doing? Because I'm going to tell you, I told her, I said, Not, nothing you guys are doing is you're not reinventing the wheel. You know what I'm saying? So you have to act, you have to actually say to yourself and don't feel bad about it. Don't feel bad because you say, you know what? I got to put this to the side because I got to handle my business because that's how she started feeling. I said, no, 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 no. You got a 3.9 GPA. You said you want to go to UCLA or UW. Let's focus on that. That's going to be there. All of that shit. Trust me. It's going to be there. So I told her, I said, one, they're gonna, you're going to get drawn in. I said, and what, what happens as a black person, when you get drawn into these different groups, you start spending all day spinning your wheels, defending yourself, defending this, defending that. And you, it's a lot of time wasting because the people that are going to go against you are time wasters. That's all they do. Whether it's the white supremacists, whether it's a bunch of coons, whatever the fuck, it's a lot of time wasting. So you got to get what you can get and get out. You know what I'm saying? I hate to say it like that and treat it like it's a hustle. You want to use all these things that you do and put it on your resume so you can get scholarship money. Make it tangible. You know what I'm saying? Make it tangible because they're not paying you. And that was my whole thing. I told her, I said, these people want you to do come and do all these speeches. Yep. These people want you to come and do all this work and they ain't paying you shit. I said, now, if you want me to get involved, you know what I'm going to do. No, nah, dad, no, don't do it. Don't get involved. I said, okay, I'm not going to get involved. I said, but if you are going to do this for free, you better be getting something out of it or you're not allowed to do it. Anymore. And even if, but even if she got a job, they don't pay shit either. They don't I pay in, you. I, I worked in nonprofit community organizing for years since I was 15. That's, that shit don't pay either. You the know people, what I mean? The people that go, are going to get paid 
don't give a fuck about you. Well, the, well, and this is the thing. You, the whole org might not even be getting paid. Like, it is, so it doesn't right. even, ain't nobody getting no fucking money. You, but you go, but you have to work 60 hours a week to do this, you know, campaign in your community, whatever. But th- this is the thing, though, um, Kenny, even beyond, it's not, and I had to learn this myself. I felt that same guilt that she did. Because just like her, I was an activist just like her in high school. I was rah-rah. I was going hard. All the shit, right? I mean, like all the shit. Just like your daughter. Because I've seen your daughter going rah. I've seen her videos going rah-rah, right? I know. And I felt a certain guilt when I started to shift my work. But I started to realize no matter what I did, I still have my same political perspective. That did not change. My, I call it changing my role in the movement. I don't have to be out there door knocking and holding up signs. I don't go to protests no more. Right. I used to organize protests. I don't even go to them. I right. support them depending on what they protest. And yeah, I'm, I'm right. I'm right there with them. Fuck them cops. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <coughs> but I'm not sure. going to be physically there. No. I don't have to do that mm-hmm. no more. So what did I shift it to? My other ways of working. I started working in health. I started working with children right. and families. I started doing media Right. They say that all this. We might not be out there on the streets, but we're informing people of shit that they've never heard of. We see them in the chat. Shout out to all of the people that listen to us because we're having conversations other people aren't having. So yes. our role in the movement is just different. So your daughter and every other young activist out there, we start to see what some of these orgs are about. And like you pointed out, Kenny, if they start if that org or that movement starts being on some fuck shit and you're associated with that. You might want to remove yourself. Yeah, and don't, you don't be have afraid. To feel That's guilty. what said. Don't be afraid to leave. I said Malcolm X left the left the NOI. I had to leave Ors because mm. their whole movement was rooted in struggle and not progress, and I couldn't take right. it. Right, right, right. And I got tired of being like, yo, y'all constantly begging for the same fuck shit. Y'all always, you know, we, we, none of us got no fucking money. We not getting money. We not making money. We not doing nothing to support our communities. We can't even help our mama. We talking about helping this, uh, helping our community. We can't do shit. But say that one more again. Say that one more time. Because their work was rooted in struggle and not in progress. Well, because struggle became the identity, and it's because when struggle becomes your identity, you can't change it. Because then, who are you after that? And that's so what, I, and that's what they've convinced. They've convicted, convinced a lot of these young people with uh, Black Lives Matter and all these other little groups when they're talking about. And I ain't got. I don't want the socialists and the Marxists to get mad at me. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. But the way they program it to young people is that you don't need money. They they need to give you money. We know they ain't giving you shit. Okay. Right. So we know they ain't giving you nothing. So now what you're going to do is just struggle, 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 never have nothing. Struggle, struggle, struggle. Go get 30 degrees. Struggle, struggle, struggle. Cause all your degrees is going to be in some shit that got something to do with that. And yeah, and study shit on your own. That's the other thing. Cause a lot of times people are repeating what they think some other perspective is. I, Cause we see it all the time. We, I see it on Twitter all the time. They talk, they call stuff Marxist or they use the term intersectional. They use all these terms. And half the time they don't even know what the words mean. They're just right, using them. Right. 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 Afro so, one right now. That's hot. Another yeah. one, Afro pessimism. And I still can't figure out what the hell that means, but it is what it is. And that's why I don't use the term. I say something <laughs> I don't know. But um, you have to do your own work and research. Learn for yourself. You might not, maybe you want to be a botanist, but that might be something important in our communities. We didn't even know we needed. I learned about it. Env- no, I didn't even know environmental racism was a thing. So I met a, a geologist. Yeah, a geologist, yeah, a, a Mexican thing. lady who was a geologist who told me, nah, you don't <laughs> understand what's happening in L.A. right now. They got communities sitting on toxic dumps and on oh, oil yeah. fields and all this. I yeah. was like, what? And they got they have these plants where they're uh, uh, what is it producing glass? But then now the glass is in the air. You know, yeah. all types of shit that so you might your work might not be rah rah protest. Maybe your right. work is in something else. As long as you're studying and learning on your own, and no matter what can, you go and, into, and, and, no matter what you go into, though, you're going to be doing the work because you have if, the mentality, not just trying to profit off of some movement. that if we, and, if, and if we're going to build this community, everybody can't do the same damn thing. Every, some, we need a mechanic. We need a teacher. We need a doctor. We need different people to do different things. That's the reason why the Panthers flourish so well. They exactly. got a military. They got doctors. They got, you know, but they, but they've convinced these young people mm-hmm. that it's really just all about getting in white people's face, begging, dry begging. It ain't even begging. It's dry begging. And oh, I did say you that see that video with the uh, a girl, black girl in like a yellow dress? There's like a whole marching band, people banging on stuff and yelling about calling liar, liar, gentrifiers. And they're parading down the street, harassing like these white people. That's dry begging. That's dry begging. Sitting, on the, sitting outside eating. 
It's like it's like it's exactly uh, I, I think I told you guys about this is a kid. That, and I didn't know it was a kid until I asked my daughter. And this is how the conversation started, because I was on Instagram and it was a kid. And this is when I found out she wasn't a part of this movement anymore. PDX youth movement. But uh, there was a kid that was asking, well, demanding a computer. Th- and whoever made the post said this person, whatever her name is, her computer is broken. You need to hit her cash app. So I text my daughter, I said, who is this person? Because what they said was, this is a black woman and an activist in big letters. So I text my daughter, I said, who the fuck is this? She said, oh, that's a middle school kid. I said, wait a minute. So it ain't a woman, it's a kid. Oh, I did said, you show this? us this? Yeah. I okay. said, why is this kid dry begging and demanding victim bullying white folks to buy her something? Where the fuck is her parents at? She's in seventh grade. Because now we not we need to have another conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just super, also, like, I, I hate, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm going to say, it also explains, too, why these people are so into creating division among black people. Because uh, you use the word community building, right? Uh, but these people, they're not really trying to community build. But they're trying they don't to, want to. Yeah, what they're trying to do is compete for mascots. There's a certain amount of mascot slots in liberal white supremacy, and these people are competing for a small number of liberal mascot slots. And what happens is that's one of the reasons why they hate Sean King so much, because they grift as hard as he does, but he's taken up a spot that they want. So they're not really mad at the grifting. That's why I see so many people who were going on and on about Sean King suddenly defending Patrice Cullors. And the reason why is because they're either queer or they're black women. So Patrice Cullors winning helps them feel like I'm more likely to get the next slot because this is what's hot now. Queer black um, women. Like, like, um, they don't do even a fraction of wood. I'm not saying that, you know, I have my issues with, with him as well. He but has more tan- at least I can yeah. point to his tangible work. You know what I'm saying? Like Sean King was keeping the, the talk about police brutality going even when it died down a little bit a couple of years ago. Remember there was like a lull yeah. in the action where and nobody was really keeping up. Yeah. Right. He was keeping it going. He was like one of the only ones that that mm-hmm. you know kept a, a shining a light yeah. on the situation. But go ahead. I'm sorry, when, man. I didn't when you're competing you. for that limited amount of slots suddenly other black people become your competition that's why it's suddenly about hey you know black men are you know patriarchs and terrorizing everybody because you want to shame white people from giving them platforms Mm -hmm. then you want to shame um pick me's you want to shame um whatever it is you want to shame because you're not if you're trying to build a whole community then everybody has to be doing okay you know because you're trying to build something but if you're just trying to get picked you know, uh, suddenly everybody else is, black <laughs> is your competition. You've got to. And that's why I think that girl with the yellow dress is trying to say, you know, I'm a black woman and this and that, because, you know, she's trying to say uh, I should get it. I'm black and I'm a woman and I'm, you know, maybe queer at 12 years old. You know, she might throw that in there. Uh, they're trying to add up oppressions so that they can victim bully better. <laughs> and then no, trying to add up oppressions like NBA awards, defensive yeah. player of the year, mm-hmm. league MVP. Mm-hmm. No, that's facts though, because they're <laughs> using <laughs> it. They're using it to get these jobs. Like you, like you guys have talked, you guys have pointed this out in almost everything. And I think I got that, you know, concept from you specifically T that like these people are competing for jobs. Like there, it's not oh, yeah, about like D-Ray. a movement. It's about, yeah, they want work. And I, and it's, and it's so blatant now that at least for at least, maybe it was always blatant, but I'm just now really seeing what it looks like because you do start to see the same names and same mm-hmm. people circulated. Right. Like, um, what's that one girl's name? Not Angela. Was that her name? Angela girl. Angela Rye. Yeah, her. So, like, she's another one. Like, I remember when she was hot in the streets, right? Like, yeah, that was yeah. the name to put on shit. Mark Lamont Hill, before he, you know, got uh, you know, pissed off the Jewish community, he went out there and he was he was one of the hot names for a minute, right? They mm-hmm. circulate this. Joy Reid is another one. Mich- yeah, Melissa Harris-Perry yeah. at one point yeah, before she left yeah. MSNBC, right? Yeah, so, there were these people... Yeah. Yeah, you always find these people who all of a sudden they're the they're the ones who sound like they're going the hardest. They talk like they're going the hardest, but all of a sudden they start getting all these jobs to be speaking at spaces. Like, and I'll be thinking these people aren't that much brighter than people I know. You know, hell so like, no, these mean? motherfuckers ain't that right? smart. <laughs> like she hasn't. Like Angela <laughs> Rye has said nothing profound in anything she's ever interviewed. Yeah, I've never heard her say a single thing that but, just but blew she, my mind. But she it's yells and she goes stupid. off and she. But see, the thing is, she doesn't. She she yells and she goes off on white people on MSNBC. That's entertainment. Yeah. Yep. That's mm-hmm. not. 
That's the, not it's, work. It's the opposite of what Stacey Dash was doing. I don't doing. even know what she do. What does she even do? I couldn't even Nothing. tell you. Yeah, I just, honestly don't know. And I'm not being funny. Activist. She's a community activist. Everyone's an activist. She's an activist. Tweeting makes you an activist. <laughs> look, 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 look. There, there's, <laughs> much, there's much activists as Reverend Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton are pastors. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where's Jesse Jackson's church rolling at? This is my thing. Rolling <laughs> right. your neck and yelling and giving attitude. All that shit is fine if there's substance to it. I don't give a fuck about all that. And also, mm. kind of like oh, what are you saying? Too. What are you doing? Yeah. What'd you it's say? Kind of too, because she says uh, middle class and bougie as hell when I look at her background, but she's on the white panel on CNN. And I'm sorry, if you're like in moot court at law school or something like that, you're not going to be there rolling your eyes and and, and moving your neck like that if you're in like a serious space, but you're there to kind of, it, 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 it's blackface to me. It, it's like black people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah but yeah, it's not yeah. real. You talking about if it's not real. I'm talking about like, you know, I'm talking about like if it's actually authentic and who you are. Because oh, I like oh, yeah. being a community I'm organizer. Thing specifically. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It. She does it so that it gets snapshotted into right. a GIF or a meme Her- on Twitter. So this is the thing, like being hood or being a hood black chick, whatever, for whatever reason has become hot in the streets. And I don't get it because I I remember when uh, at one point y'all was calling everybody ratchets and ghetto. They don't even like those people. They don't even like people from the hood. Don't even like the people from the hood. But then now y'all get popular. All of a sudden you, you, you snapping your, you snapping your neck and all this other shit. uh, It's the hood pack. So but, they got they go get a lace front or some box braids. They playing uh, Meg the Stallion in the background. <laughs> what you call it the hood pack? It's the hood pack. I mean, you that's what Sweetie is. the same thing. Yeah, right? exactly. It's All the these same hot thing. Cheeto the videos. Hood starter pack. How yep. many hot Cheetos? I don't. She has to be having an endorsement deal because I'm talking about how many hot Cheetos can you fucking eat in top? Yeah, right? exactly. Like, Are you exactly. serious right now? I'm Are not you even serious? joking. Every other day, eating hot Cheetos. No, no, not just <laughs> eating hot Cheetos. She would do things like crush up the hot Cheetos in her bag and then put. Top ramen in the bag. <laughs> top ramen. I mean, you talk about some straight up blackface. That's the kind of shit, uh, yeah, you know. Like, it's, it's like blackface. <laughs> it's like when black, remember now. black people? Remember black people put themselves oh, in blackface and did minstrel shows too? Yeah, right. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the yeah, 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 they did. So that's what Sweetie is basically doing. And her, what's the, Angela Rye? I mean, you name it. A lot of these people, like these people, don't even be from the hood. Man. Yeah, I'm from the hood. And they, they think I'm from the lost. suburbs. How funny is that? Right. People that's really from it yeah people say i talk like ashley clarification that when it's genuine that's not what we're talking about we're talking right 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 wear it to entertain white people like when she's at her jack and jill function she's not doing that exactly no hell no first of all jack and jill wouldn't even uh, tolerate no shit like no no at all Bougie black people have like the craziest rule. They have rules that white people don't even have. Like, I'm what, not what, even what, what, what T? What was you telling us about Spike Lee's wife and her and her parents? Oh yeah, Spike Lee's wife and and parents. Uh, <laughs> Spike Lee was beneath them. Like, like, like a lot of people think, oh, he's a big time director, or whatever. But they come from like lines of dentists and doctors. They're like those Martha Vineyards type bougie uh, black mm. people. And she was a bigger come up for him than vice versa. And there's articles. Um, about it and stuff like that and that crowd even thought obama and the obamas were beneath them like the martha's vineyard crowd the, the obama started going there and there's a new york magazine article where people were calling uh, michelle obama that hood girl <laughs> like she's like from like, oh, uh, God. she's like from like the uh middle class like she like like right like lower middle class she's working okay. class i think yeah 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 she's like she's, oh. i was like uh, high blue collar or low middle class, but she's not like from like the projects, you know, she's not uh, upper middle class either. But no matter how much she accomplished, uh, he was president and she uh, was a um, Ivy trained lawyer at Sidley Austin. They still are so snobby. They think of her as uh, the the ghetto girl. She's not even like from no, the around the way girl. Yeah. And, see, and you know, the crazy thing about it is when you have the Saweeties and this is how powerful social media is. <laughs> This is man, still so, social media is powerful because you know what <laughs> this is what they do you know like I always say you got a lot of black folks that be on the job doing shit white folks don't even ask them to do that's the same shit they doing Angela Rye Sweetie they're all doing shit that white folks ain't asking them to do that they just doing it no I have no. never seen a black wow, person crush bro. up hot Cheetos and put I've it in some hot ramen that. No, I think- I've never seen that in real life Ever. I think and they I'm are. From it, and I ain't ever seen. See, I think they are doing it for white folks, and not not necessarily the white folks in their audience. I think it's they're doing it for these labels. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yes. that's branding. Mm. If they can make Saweetie look more authentically like a hip hop girl, because she's not. 
She's not. Right? Her so mama was a hip-hop like a video model. Model, right? Yeah. <laughs> like she was in the Vibrant God, Thing video with and, Q-Tip back in the 90s. And so, like, oh, wow. um, and not only that, but, like, she's not even from the Bay, right? So no, I remember, I literally, it's so crazy, because I remember before she got big, everybody was like, who is this girl? She looks corny, right? She, she looked like Tina Shea. Mm-hmm. Yep. This, this is pre-surgery, because, you know, she's had her boobs and ass done, right? Oh, but wow. before that, yeah, she I didn't did. Know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know either until someone said it, and they were, ta- they were talking about people's surgery shaming, and they were trying to defend Sweetie, and I was like, I didn't even know she had surgery. Then I looked right. it up and she had surgery. Mm-hmm. I remember when she, there was this clip. It was like one of those little highlights of some internet website. And they were like highlighting artists, like artists to look out for, you know, and she was one of them. And in her little clip, she said she was from Sacramento, mm-hmm. which is she not is the Bay. Sacramento. And Sacramento it's was like, absolutely not. Nothing. <laughs> like it's, it's, a nothing city. it's the capital of the state of California, yeah. but it's not one of those cities that people give a fuck about. No. So she claims the Bay. You know, she tries to use the bay slang. She has like, you know, the two short the people in her yeah, songs. The, the bay aesthetics. Mm, yeah, all that stuff. So she's yeah. right, the nails, all of it. So, but she's not from the Bay. She's from Sacramento. Um, which I find to be really interesting that 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 has become the thing where you're gonna now imitate black women from the hood while not being from the hood and barely yeah. black. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? To <laughs> being honest. Wow. I went no, and, I'm being and, real. And like you they ain't take, even gotta do all that. Like Sacramento like is, but they take these girls like her and the other girl mulatto. You know these oh light skinned girls and trying yeah. to tell uh, us that oh no, this these are the hood chicks and now now they're sexy right. for being hood and being light skinned. You know what I mean? Like it's just weird thing. Right. I think I think they're trying to push the same thing you with know, one Vita. of the yeah. You know, it's funny you said that. They overdoing it. Remember, we were having a conversation the other day, all of us, and we was talking about when Kevin Samuels was on whatever show that was, right? And he was talking about Saweetie was a six. And yeah. he said Pam Greer was an eight. And I, in my brain, I was thinking, I said, and I, you know, y'all know I ain't on Twitter, but I like, I can still go back and see. I just put in the search, we'll see what's going on. So I'm like, I'm a peeping time almost. But <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm a fucking peeping time on Twitter. So basically, I just they went call in that and lurking. Yeah, lurking. lurking. I'm a voyeur. I'm yeah. a voyeur. I'm a voyeur. <laughs> so what I found is, is that I think what is going on is because we've been, and this is nothing against, because I'm black is black to me. What has happened is we have these so many of these racially ambiguous people involved in hip hop that they we've been consistently used to this. So when you do see a, a, a genuinely black, like I'm, I'll say this, Azalea Banks might be crazy, but that motherfucker can rap. Yeah. Her you know what I'm saying? Ass. Yeah, she just can't make songs, but she can rap. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. we have so many of these mm-hmm. these racially ambiguous people like Saweetie, like Mulatto, and then they and they always tell themselves and Mulatto says something crazy a couple of months ago in one of her songs, a yellow she's bone or some shit. Crazy. Yeah. Just call oh, her she's not even black. Yeah, just calling stuff mulatto is crazy. Like that's no, what that that's crazy. You talking about the other girl who had a song, Daniela or Danielle? She had a song talking about uh, he won a yellow bone. Yeah, that one. Yeah, her. That was a different girl. Yeah. Yeah. See, so we have all these people saying this crazy stuff, and this and this is from the labels. The labels is pushing oh, this Doja ambiguous Cat, shit. That's another one. Yeah, Doja that's Cat is another one. one. These racially ambiguous people that's putting out all of this garbage. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wait a minute. What? That's the not reason to defend why- Doja Cat. But at least she tries to at least stay in her own little lane yeah, that yeah, she yeah. carved out. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? She don't really be trying to. Get she don't do like this hood aesthetics thing. That. That's true. I'll give right, you that. That's right. fair. That's a very fair point. But I was just yeah. adding that she was another one of the racially ambiguous. Racially ambiguous. Gotcha. Yeah. Very can. I'm sorry. Yeah. Bro. Well, they, they've created this lane for all these racially ambiguous people. But what the racially ambiguous people start doing is creeping into these other lanes. And there's nothing wrong with that if you keep it real. But you can't keep it real because you ain't from these places. No. Say what you want about Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B. They keep it real. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Who- Cardi B really is. She really was doing what she... And it ain't about the lyrics and saying what you really was doing. It's how you portray yourself. So Cardi B is who she is. Meg Thee Stallion... Ironically, it, it is funny you say that because she's the one I have the least problem with. Yeah. Meg, I'm like, you ain't you ain't that. Stop. Nah, you nah. know what I'm saying? But Cardi, she really she really lived that life that she, you know, oh, yeah. so she's the, but funny they, enough, she's the most authentic the, one. See, but Cardi had a name in the streets before the reality show. Right. Exactly. Before before she blew up. Yeah, I mean, I used to follow her on college girl uh, Instagram. And, yeah. But yeah. at least, but at least she represent Houston. She really is from there compared, and, okay. and they're not right. trying to put on this 
costume. I don't, I, I don't think she goes as hard as like Sweetie as far as trying to look. That's good. what I'm saying. That's a costume. That. That's a costume. Yeah. If, if you know what I'm saying? saying, I think what Meg is most guilty of is she's in that young girl phase of I'm getting high off the attention uh, that my ass gets me. I think everybody kind of has mm. that attention getting phase. The same way guys kind of have their I want to have as much sex as I can phase. You know, right. I feel like right. women mm. have to go through mm. their attention phase so i think a lot of her shit is just more i'm young and reveling in the attention that being young and attractive gets me more than i'm trying to be super hood like like sweetie which you know I'm well, the, and the, well, the, the sad and thing I, the bad thing oh, go ahead, the, i think the conversation though i mean and that's a really good point and i think just the conversation though from what i'm hearing is more it's bigger than that because we don't think we blame any of these girls because let's face no. it they're all young yeah they don't yeah. know no better very fair you know, they, they get attention they want to get money they want to get fame whatever right. it is like any other kid at that age if right famous at and, they, dumb as shit. and they have and they have some sort of talent or appeal to do it right so we're, it's not about them but they're this these labels is somebody who's creating this image or somebody who's like oh we got to continue this type of branding you and know the so narrative that's, yeah that's that that's not them that's some old white man somewhere yeah. so I would, yeah. I would also say they probably didn't have a mentor or something that inoculated them as well because the white people no. do stuff but no they separate people, people when you're young yeah, yeah if you when you're young they, like, take, they take you from your people when you're young yeah exactly if you look at someone like Dave Chappelle if, you, if a lot of people don't know Dave Chappelle's uh, family history but he comes from like a long line of uh pro-black uh oh yeah educated people yeah educated notable people i think his great grandfather or grandfather actually great great grandfather was like this famous black uh preacher who i think was like the first black person to be invited to the white house and was because his family is very very uh pro-black and has a long history of um accomplishment and his um parents were like um two professors who were I think there were two professors. They did something. Yeah. Was, yeah, they were professors. Yeah, yeah, both of them. And he yeah. talks about the home lessons they taught him, even though he was in a neighborhood with a lot of white people, they always kind of instilled stuff in him. And I think there's that type of inoculation. It's almost like a vaccine against cooning almost that you get from your upbringing. Yeah. And like, like Vita said, and Kenny, you bring this up with athletes a lot too, how they try to find the people who really need a father figure or have poor yeah, membership. Yeah. Or have mm-hmm. a certain yeah. type of parent that is uh, yeah. a certain way. If you only live, if you only live with your mom, they're going to talk a certain kind of way. If you live with your grandma, I, and I've seen coaches say this on TV, if you live with your grandma, especially in the South, they're going to start talking about Jesus and, and religion. If you only live yep. with your mom, you're going to tell the mama how you're going to make sure he's going to be taken care of. Now, if his dad there, that's when shit get hairy. And we always see fathers getting into it with coaches. Because of the bullshit. But or, 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 when it goes back to Sweetie, bad with that interview. Remember that one? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect yeah. example. So, and that's, so when you they're salesmen. These coaches and recruiters are salesmen. Just like the record execs. Yeah. So when you listen to I, I just heard Meg Thee Stallion's latest song. It sounds exactly the same as the last few songs. It's the yeah. same shit. The bad thing Damn. about it is she ain't gonna be around in the next five years. And that's unfortunate or, or, because there or is no mentor. Won't be in rap. She'll be acting. They won't or, be in rap or doing. Something. Yeah, it'll be. On, she'll be in movies or she'll have a podcast or she'll be doing something in entertainment. She'll be around. Yeah. But as far as selling records, she won't be around doing. Most that. of her songs and that's, and that's more, too bad because she's skilled. Yeah, yeah. If anything, most of her songs are more uh, TikTok memes than they are actual. Yeah, like that song, like I. Uh, I'm a savage and stuff. Well, look at like I'm yeah. a savage. I don't know what the rest of the song is. I already know the part that people use in memes and I mean, TikTok, yeah. I literally oh I literally only know the words to the part to the white guy who imitates Tiger King. Yeah. That's the oh. only one I know. All right y'all, so that is the end of part 1. Go to again patreon.com/champagne-sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part 2. Be good.